everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Now before we get into the talk today, I just wanted to let people know about the Red Bull e-battle happening for the next couple months. Registration period is from April 29th to May 14th and the top 16 b-boys and b-girls will be announced on May 24th. All you have to do is go to www.redbull.com ebattle and register. Then just submit your round and you're all set. Winners get a chance to compete in the Red Bull BC1 Last Chance Cypher in Poland where you can compete for a spot in the World Finals. This is open to anyone but I would love to see the Canadian dancers rep in particular. There's so many unknown and talented people in Canada and this is the perfect opportunity to showcase your style and show the world what Canada's made of. Today we talk with Cleopatra aka Emmanuel Lafan from Tentacle Tribe and Legendary Crew out of Montreal, Canada. The first time I saw the Tentacle Tribe duo of Emmanuel and Elan, I was absolutely blown away and the way I thought about breaking and dance in general was changed forever. Emmanuel has been a huge influence on my dancing personally and I wanted to share her thoughts and perspectives with you all. We talk about her history, her time with Cirque du Soleil, the formation of Tentacle Tribe and mixing styles, being interested in just general movement over any particular style, having conversations with your partner in dance and more. Really great to be able to chat with her and I hope you all enjoy the talk. Peace. Okay, we're here with Emmanuel, aka Cleopatra, B-Girl Cleopatra, from Tentacle Tribe and Legendary Crew. Um, Emmanuel is someone who I've really wanted to have on the podcast to chat about her experiences and stuff, because she's been a huge actual influence on me personally in my dance and how I move and perceive the dance, and I really want to share her perspective with everyone so thanks for coming on and and doing this yeah. thanks for having me yeah um so for anyone who doesn't know who you are do you mind doing a little kind of just introduction of yourself and who you are where you're from or whatever sure uh born and raised in ottawa um started breaking when i was 18 from raves um, and, uh, I mean, I danced, uh, in school, I, I did some contemporary dance, uh, parallel to breaking. Um, I danced for certain companies like, uh, Rubber Band Dance. Uh, I, I also worked with Cirque du Soleil and Cirque Loise as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in 2012, I formed, I, um, founded up my own company with Elon Hoogland, Tentacle Tribe. And uh, so now that's mainly what I do. I, I run my company and I try to rep whenever I can, but uh, my main focus is my company. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm kind of curious about, yeah, like how you, how you kind of got into the more, I guess, theater and contemporary side of things. 
like because you started out as a well not started up but you you were kind of heavy into breaking for a while right yeah and then it was always very parallel but i did go into modern before i discovered breaking so like in 94 i i went to a high school that had a concentration dance contemporaine so uh your afternoons you would dance so with that program in school i would go and see theater shows at the nac in ottawa at the national arts center and i would see like how like companies would put together productions and i i saw like la 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 human steps and compagnie c'est de la b and big big companies and i was like in awe and i really wanted to to do that and in that program in high school they would also encourage choreography so i I dabbled in choreography and conceptualizing um little pieces of uh, of dance and then in the at the end of high school that's when i discovered breaking so breaking came after Uh (laughs) um because there wasn't a lot of breaking in auto at that time and when i saw it i saw it in the rave and i was like oh my god i need to do this and so I was totally in love with breaking and I was doing that on the side at night. Practices were usually at night and then at my schooling, that's when I would do more contemporary styles. Uh And like throughout like university, like university, I also did a bachelor in fine arts and contemporary dance. And I almost didn't graduate because at night I would go to break practice. (laughs) I know break practices are like nine to 11. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And like technique classes were at 9 a.m. So it was really hard to like juggle those two worlds and they were still very separate. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was like, yeah, that that was a big dilemma for me. Like my whole, in my my whole 20s actually, like I was trying to like see how I could bring, because I love stage productions and creations on stage. And, but I love breaking too. It was like my, my drug i love breaking so like Mm -hmm. so with rubber band dance i feel like that was the first company well not the first company but one of the first companies that i danced for they kind of mixed ballet more classical stuff with breaking so it was the closest you know i could find at that time and i loved it i learned so much with rubber band how to you know hybridize instead of like copy pasting like let's do one six step and then one pirouette right right yeah 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 so so how to like organically put styles together so Mm -hmm. i learned a lot with that company and then i guess it just took time you know and like meeting people and and when i met elon and and um through Cirque du Soleil like i could see that he was trying to do something of the sort of like blending styles Mm -hmm. and uh together we kind of worked for years like to develop like our own aesthetic i guess or how we wanted to create and how we wanted to teach what we do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty cool (laughs) i i I don't know maybe i'm just like yeah it's the background that i come from with starting with breaking i never really knew about like stage shows and stuff like i knew obviously i knew they existed but it didn't know anything about them but i always found like i don't know maybe it's like an ottawa thing because it's you know like kind of like a government city and 
knowing about like government grants and 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 stuff like that and because uh, you're in you you grew up in Vancouver yeah I grew up in Vancouver and it's just like it's way less of a thing I don't know yeah I, I, I think feel like because I think the correct me if I'm wrong but there's a lot of stage like contemporary dance in Canada the hub is Montreal I feel there's a lot in Montreal yeah maybe yeah a lot of history so maybe Vancouver yeah. Boy. yeah it could also be just like it's a smaller city but who knows yeah. um one thing yeah i want to talk about is i've heard this from a few other people that a lot of people found like certain dances through raves and you mentioned that too <laughs> so i was wondering if you don't if you don't mind to just talk a little bit about that like that time and and like yeah you know, what it was about the dance or that kind of thing that that hooked um, you or whatever <laughs> yeah it was like a really fun time for raves they were like really underground like you mm -hmm. know like the day before you'd call the pager or whatever and like they tell you the location you like hop on the school bus and they drive you <laughs> in the woods or something like it was really it was really exhilarating to like take part of even though it was mm -hmm. like kind of dangerous <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh my god! And my mom let me do. She never let me do this because she didn't know where I was. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like 16, and I really wanted to like go out in bars and clubs, and I, I just wanted to. Da I loved dancing, and I wanted mm -hmm. to like go to bars. And I didn't have like no one looked like me because mm -hmm. I didn't have like a fake ID to go. So oh, yeah. raves were the thing, you know. You could oh. be whatever age and go to raves. So mm -hmm. and there was a lot back then. So I, I'd go all night and dance all night and for like maybe two raves I was like the raver with the baggy pants and the like the little buns and the, I didn't have a pacifier but I was like <laughs> <laughs> but then I just I, like I think it was maybe the second or third rave I saw there's always like a drum and bass hip-hop room and I saw Cypher and I saw like in Ottawa like a few b-boys I think it was like Nicolas Bercier and um, I don't know who else, maybe like some of the Canadian floor masters, maybe. Not sure. Hmm. And then I was just like, whoa, that's so cool. I want to do this. And, um, but yeah, like there was a lot. Like I remember there's there was big, big, big raves in, in Montreal at that time too with from uh, Productions 514, like Cream and Swirl. I don't know if you heard of them, but I remember Cream. I, no, it was Swirl. They brought Foxetti crew. Oh, wow. And there was a big battle between Flow Rock and Tactical back then. I think that was like in 98. I'm not sure. Oh. But like, yeah, raves were like, that's where you would see like, I guess, street dances, you know, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I just have some. You know, and, well, I mean, it was really like, it wasn't many organized battles. It was just like people dancing and like yeah. ciphers and then people would call each other out if they, you know, there was no internet then. So you'd see someone from out of town and be like, I've heard of you, like, let's battle. And <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing girls, like, because I was in Ottawa, so I saw a girl from Montreal and I'd be like, ooh, and they were like, looking at me like they've heard of me or like I've heard of them. And they're like, oh, 
it was, there was this like rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about that time like very fondly where yeah, it was not there was there wasn't really like you said, there wasn't really competitions and it was a lot more of you're dancing cuz you really want to dance and like uh partying. <laughs> and just partying, right? And like it was like you said, the place where a lot of people found like saw street dances for the first time. Like in Vancouver, I know there's a bunch of people. They were like a lot of the poppers and lockers and yeah, some yeah. b boys and b girls were were there too. But like that's where I guess like Vancouver's sort of like funk style scene grew out of, <laughs> as far as I know. It was like they all met each other at raves and like. That's and yeah. It, that's where it started. Was that in the late nineties or early? Yeah, that was like maybe late nineties or early two thousands or something like that. But yeah, and then it died out for whatever reason, or they just, you know, grew out of it or stopped going. I don't know what it was, but yeah. yeah. Um, didn't didn't raves just kind of die down I, too? I guess so. I was like never into it. I just didn't know. I wasn't cool enough to know about it. So. are you my age are you when did you start uh maybe i'm 36 now so okay. i started when i was like 17 okay i think so it was 2000. 2000 what the hell was that 2001 or 2002 or okay. yeah that was a it was rave still then yeah yeah but you know i just didn't know about it and I was too much of a shy We're kid cool just <laughs> just practicing in my like whatever some room by myself hiding it from everyone I didn't want anybody to know <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah that was raves they were a thing they were a thing back then they were fun I had a lot of fun <laughs> yeah um yeah, maybe, can you talk a little bit about your, like, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil experience? Because I don't really know. I didn't really heard about that too much. Cirque du Soleil. Um, I, I got, um, they asked me to send a, a demo in mm -hmm. 2004. At that time, I was dancing with Rubber Band Dance. Mm -hmm. And I sent this VHS with a 17-minute demo. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I put everything in there, like, yeah. Yeah, my audition process was long. It was like one week of theater, and then I passed, and then I had to do three months of trials of to see, like, they wanted to see. So I had to, like, walk on these giant balls. That's, like, a Chinese uh, discipline. They're, like, okay. giant balls, and they have to, like, um, this thing. They had, like, on these ladders really high, like diagonally and like this. And we, we were all rigged, the harnesses, and like we had to like walk on them. Um, they asked us to do a bunch of like trampoline stuff. Like. So they, they wanted to see what dancers could do um, in their show. So after those three months, like uh, they, I got the contract finally. <laughs> oh, so it was a long audition process. And then <laughs> um, I moved to Vegas. We created the show. It was a nine month creation. Um, really fun, a fun group of people. Like, uh, 
really diverse. We were 16 dancers in total, and a lot of gymnasts, a lot of acrobats, specialists, uh, clowns mm. um, from all around the world, like Brazilian, South African, Korean. Mm. And in the dancers, in the 16 dancers, we had like gumboot dancers, hip hop, uh, ballet. Wow. Popper. super diverse yeah super diverse it was really fun yeah uh, but, but in a way like it was really <laughs> you know like the 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 meta Hassan, the director of the show at one point he wanted everyone on stage to like spin with their discipline and he saw sancho you know sancho mm-hmm. oh i know of him he saw sancho do his air flares and he's like oh okay i want everyone can everyone learn this <laughs> <laughs> no no can't learn it okay <laughs> you're like yeah we're gonna all learn that uh, did you learn them <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> <We were> just... <laughs> no they're like Cirque du Soleil is a bit clueless sometimes it's such a big machine and like mm. like they they asked us to like all the girls the dancers they wanted us to learn point like even like the hip-hop dancers point is something you do after you yeah. Like an, an airport, you know, like a, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And like we started training, and I was like, "This is insane! I'm gonna get hurt." You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Company, well, but it was fun. I had a great experience, like living mm-hmm. in Vegas for two years, and doing ten shows a week, like learning how Jeez. to pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the things that like you took away from that experience in particular? Um, yeah, learning how to take care of my body, it was, it was my, I had my first big injury in Vegas on stage, I tore my Achilles, so from that experience, I, I learned how to, yeah, better take care of my body, um, Mm -hmm. stretch, (laughs) strengthen, uh, Pilates, yoga, all this stuff. Yeah. Is that something that's carried on throughout the years? Sorry, what? Has that carried on, like? until now yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. That's good. That's <laughs> but good. i think it's through my injuries because after that i, I got injured mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> so yeah. through my injuries i'm learning how this machine works yeah i feel like that's really common with maybe maybe more so with like street dance i don't know because it's less i don't know feel like it's less formal and less it's just kind of like you learn it wherever and however and like you know you always hear like, yeah, you should stretch and take care of yourself and stuff like that. And people are like, yeah, you know, when you get older, you're going to feel these things. You're like, ah, yeah, whatever, who cares? And then you get older and then you start yeah, to feel it and start things start to hurt and stuff. <laughs> I feel it's, like the younger generation of B-boys are, are a bit more aware of that now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is good. It's showing like growth in the, <laughs> in the culture, exactly. in the community. Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, so then after Cirque du Soleil, you you go on, you formed Tentacle Tribe, is that right? Or did you do yeah, something I, else like, before that? Yeah, I for a few other companies, but like, mm. yeah. Because that's where I met Elon, and like, it took us a while to decide to, to start a company, like, in terms mm-hmm. of what we wanted to create. Like, we wanted to create something unique. We didn't want to just create something like it, we wanted it to be like original and well thought of so it took us a while to kind of do all this research we knew we wanted to do a lot of partner work 
Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted, we wanted it to be like a very organic hybrid fusion form of all these styles that we had in our bodies. Like Elan has a lot of uh, martial arts in his body. Um, and breaking and popping, and I had like temporary breaking. So it took us a while, so 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for anyone that doesn't know like you should definitely check out their their work it's when i first saw it i was like blown away because i'd never seen anything what did you see uh it was like no it was like an excerpt from yeah what is that pixelated squid your first first one i think Mm -hmm. but it was just so cool to see that like you know yeah it's kind of contemporary-ish but very heavy on the like street street styles and a lot of like sort of what do you call it like yeah it's kind of breaking but then it's kind of but it wasn't like you said like okay this is contemporary and then suddenly there's a six step and then ran oh it's back to contemporary and then oh, all of a sudden there's like a windmill or something like that it was very fluid and very like it yeah, yeah it was just really engaging as a as a viewer yeah yeah like we 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 do a lot of um hip-hop festivals we (laughs) it's like sometimes it's like we get the feedback where we're not hip-hop enough to do festivals and then Mm. on the other side we're like what we do to get the festivals yeah it's like we don't fit yeah we don't fit anywhere or we fit everywhere yeah that's kind of something that i've been thinking about over the last little while it's like you know you have like you said there's sort of like hip-hop or street dance and there's contemporary or there's modern or there's ballet or whatever and like sometimes i feel like at least maybe me personally and like you guys had a huge impact on me personally about like how I view these things and um, but it was like I became less and less interested in wanting to like be a good b-boy like that I was I was less interested in that and more interested in just like okay I just want to move and find interesting movement and it doesn't matter what what like category it falls in i just want to have interesting movement and then it didn't it stopped mattering like what music specifically it was it was like okay well this music has this feeling it makes me want to move in this way and this kind of thing and like maybe i discover what you know say house movement or feeling is through doing that without necessarily learning it but like it's because the music makes you want to move a certain way or something like that and yeah like you know and then i got into like bruce lee and his but he had the same thinking with like martial arts right yeah and like you know it's not about you know karate or kung fu or wing chun or whatever it is it's like you're trying to find the best way to yeah the best way to move in whatever situation you're in and that kind of thing and so like yeah after that i was like my mind was blown and yeah yeah like Alana and I often talk about like 
animals, how they like you'll never see an animal like trip and fall. Like they're just always super aligned and super efficient with what they need to do in order mm-hmm. to get So, yeah, we we try to like <laughs> channel that when we, you know, go through our body and align ourselves. Yeah. And that's really important too when you do a lot of partnering, like when you're taking the weight of other people. Mm-hmm. It's lost in a few like of other techniques sometimes. Mm-hmm. So organic, like I don't know. Like, yeah. Let's but use like, our tool the best we can. Yeah, like. Uh, especially after taking like your workshop for the first time you and Elon's workshop I think it was the first time you guys came to Vancouver or something but yeah you were just kind of like showing your your aesthetic of how you create and stuff like that and when you did partner work and stuff like there was a lot of sort of like it really opened my mind to the things of like it's almost like a conversation of knowing when when it's your time to speak and when you should stop and let the other person speak and that kind of thing and it was like if you're not used to that you're really like you're thinking too much and you're like okay i gotta keep moving keep moving keep moving and then you know the person's got to give you like a really clear sign like they want to move or something like that or you just you don't know like when to just let it go and be like okay my idea is done like it's yeah. your turn and you you do something or whatever it's so like in street dance now it's so it's gotten so codified like you go in it's like 45 seconds and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you go in you like it's a monologue mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah okay you can say it's an exchange of conversation but like you're not dancing with the person. Mm-hmm. Or I would say most people aren't. Most people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think like it's so interesting. Like there's so many interesting concepts in street dance styles that like you should, like decide to transpose them onto two bodies or more. It's like, whoa, like the possibilities are like infinite. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So like after that, me and Mark just started going crazy with ideas and like, <laughs> just going, like what is the stupidest thing that we could do here? But um, yeah, like uh, it really, and then, you know, I have some slight background with, uh, with like Buddhism. My dad is like a heavy Buddhist and this kind of thing. So just thinking about stuff like that with like, you know, I guess sort of like that, well, and then I'm getting into like flow and, and that kind of thing. And when you do partner work, especially, it becomes really clear of like knowing yeah, when to let an idea go or mm-hmm. how long do you hold on to it and yeah. how long. And, and like you, like we said before, like knowing when to just listen or just receive this person's movement and knowing when to be like, OK, I'm gonna go now and and but you don't have to tell each other with like tapping them on the shoulder or verbalizing it it just kind of happens right yeah Yeah. it's a perfect exercise for exactly listening or like being Mm -hmm. in in the moment it's Mm -hmm. it's meditation right like you can't Mm -hmm. like plan anything yeah you're you're listening to what's around you at that moment and you're like okay and your decisions are 
yeah it's just kind of happening right you're not planning too far you can't plan too far into the future because the other person might do something that like upsets that that path that it was going on and so you got to adapt to what they're doing and okay oh they shifted position like okay i can't do that anymore but it's like split second decisions and it's really really interesting and really eye-opening and yeah for me like that's I mean, that's what I really love about dance, like right mm-hmm. now, and like with the situation right now, everyone's doing solos or yeah, yeah, yeah. not touching, and it's it's, <laughs> it's really hard for me to see if like if we can't touch anymore, like I don't know if Tentacle Tentacle Drive would exist, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You guys have like really, I don't know, especially when you started adding in other members. Because originally yeah. it was just the two of you, right? Mm-hmm. And the two of you had, even though it was just two people, it was, you guys had incredible duos and like the way that you guys would interact and and use each other's movements and, and limbs and things like that, manipulate each other and this kind of stuff was really incredible. And then when you added in like extra people, uh, you know, it was just like whatever you guys were already doing, and you multiplied it with more people. Yeah, and it was really incredible yeah. to see. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. It was like a, a lot of work at the beginning because we had never like managed so many people. We were just us two before, and then mm-hmm. like it was hard for like a year. But then as we got used to it, it was, some company members are still there right now, and they're used. To work so mm-hmm. it's getting really fun <laughs> yeah yeah so it's always exciting to see what you guys are up to and and yeah. doing and yeah I like that you guys yeah you're you're very like movement based like maybe you have some stories but or whatever like Are background you? stories yeah. or something <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but it's like even as an audience member just watching the show like I'm captivated by just the movement and like I don't know that's always been a big thing for me I think I don't know how how do you feel about say theater shows and and or maybe this is kind of a commentary on just like art in general quote-unquote art and some shows are just kind of like I don't know I don't know how to describe it like you gotta kind of get it. If you don't get it, then you're not artsy enough, or something like that. Or I don't know. Read the description to know what's happening. Yeah, and even when you read the description, it's like, wait, is this even English, or is this even whatever language I'm speaking? Like, it feels like a different language. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like all types of being yeah. made. Yeah. I think like with a lot of like like when people come and see our shows and we do a Q&A after a lot of people want to know the story like it's like really important for people that I feel like normal people that watch TV and movies they grasp onto like a narrative and I think that's not how we create like I think mm-hmm. the narrative comes later on after we kind of strung together mm-hmm. it's like uh, when you have a piece of like music like there's not necessarily a story to it it's just like yeah right yeah it moves you so i don't know we kind of want to see dance in the same way so mm-hmm. like 
but we've tried and like also with the grant system and now like you kind of need <laughs> a theme or something to talk mm -hmm. about like we're just gonna dance like i remember like a dancer uh, it was i think it was ridiculous back in the 80s she wrote a grant and she's just like i'm gonna dance <laughs> <laughs> there's so much competition you have to have like yeah a well-written dissertation of what you're gonna research or yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like that's one thing that i've been thinking about with yeah just with dance and like in some ways it's gotten as far as like maybe performance and like theater kind of shows and stuff like that theater dance like it's so sometimes it's so far away from like just the everyday kind of person that unless you're like some crazy super nerd about these things and like you know every little detail or you're looking for every little detail like you're not gonna be able to appreciate this stuff and sometimes like i think it's my opinion like it's why dance has like sometimes stayed a bit more niche than but it's like it's weird because it's something that's so ancient and it's like in everybody to want to move and and exactly. you hear music and it like if it's if it's good or you like it like it doesn't matter what genre it is like it, you'll want to kind of even if you close your eyes and your head kind of goes like this or something or in some classical they, song or, or you, right they bounce the music if you want to like when the ABC break dancing like yeah on their hands in their head, in their yeah well i think br breaking is a perfect example of like that that i don't know ancient kind of <laughs> like spirit in all of us of like it's this like thing of like it just breaks out and you just do like, crazy things and like that that is just attractive to people and makes people want to either watch or do it or whatever yeah. yeah i mean it's playful and it's very like yeah Animal, animal, like it's very. Yeah. Yeah, like. It's very interesting because I I've been in my like recently I've been trying to like you know we always mix up popping and breaking aesthetics and like breaking is very like round and like mm -hmm. you move the body as one. Popping mm -hmm. like, very. <laughs> yeah, like, isolated or. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I don't know where I was going that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, one thing actually I wanted to bring up too was, and it comes back to, yeah, like your your guys' workshop that you did, and it's probably something that you guys do all the time. But it was like your warm up that you did, where it was okay, we're gonna take like our fingers and just our fingers, mm -hmm. and we're gonna like move our fingers and explore movement with just the fingers and then you slowly like kind of unlock each part of your body and like that that was another one that really just opened my mind to a whole new way of thinking about dance because like and I think especially with b-boys and b-girls like it's so focused on what are your feet doing and like you know top rocks very leg 
focused and, and feet focused and like yeah you do use your hands your arms and stuff you swing them but like a lot of people they just they have like dead arms and I even I had that too and then I think it was like one rehearsal and Elon was like to everyone he was like okay it's good like you guys are using your arms but then the the, the movement dies at like your wrists and you're not letting it continue out even into the fingers and I was like oh damn I didn't even think about that like yeah like you got to engage your whole body and and I come back to that that drill a lot of like you know it's really targeting like each area and making you aware that hey this part exists and you can move this and you can utilize it in all these different ways and stuff yeah, yeah. i mean we didn't come up with that <laughs> yeah 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 but like i i uh i was exposed but, uh, to it I mean, through you guys yeah for sure and like for sure when you're breaking you don't think about that yeah maybe more so in popping drills you'll isolate more mm -hmm. and wear more of the little uh, more fine parts of your body mm -hmm. um, but in breaking, yeah breaking that's so it's just like primal like you're moving and you're like oh. <laughs> <Everything laughs> yeah yeah windmill or whatever yeah. but yeah there's intricacies in footwork but yeah you're right like the the more detailed stuff in breaking is once you start using your hands and breaking your arms, like it gets more interesting. Yeah, like I feel like after that, I understood a lot more about what separates kind of like the really good people. At least, I don't know, maybe it's my own personal bias and what I like. It's like small details and things like that. But, you know, when people talk about, say, character and, and this kind of thing, it's kind of like this mysterious thing like what is character and that kind of thing but that's part of it is like they're aware of everything that they're doing and they can commit their whole body to a movement right down to their fingertips of you know how it's not just like i'm grabbing my hat but like how am i grabbing is it like with the fingers out or something like that or is my hand on the hip and how is it on the hip and how am i grabbing my foot or what angle is my leg at that kind of thing like yeah it's just open my eyes a lot more it, exactly right yeah and it's those little details that that really make it and i think that comes with time and maturity and mm -hmm. seeing the people that i've been doing it longer so. yeah for sure for sure um i'm happy that you took on took so much from that <laughs> yeah well like it was fun. It was the first one, and there was like thirty people. No, that workshop. Didn't I think it was more than thirty people. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah, and like, I don't know. I think that that's that's something that, like, in my opinion, I think everyone should should experiment with. Like, if you're interested in dance and you're interested in movement, like, yeah, try all these different styles and explore movement and. You can still like whatever you like and breaking or popping or contemporary or ballet but like try all these different things out and learn about your body and how it moves and just movement in general yeah i think it's super <laughs> useful yeah it's so interesting like there's so many possibilities 
Yeah. Research is the funnest part. Like, yeah, performing is fun, but like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like that's something that it's coming back to that sort of primal, you know, ancient instinct of we just want to explore and stuff. And, yeah. and it's, it's just fun to move around and, and do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another thing that I, I wanted to bring up and like, this has been a, a recent theme with some of the recent interviews, just because the people are a little bit older. Um, yeah, like the idea of kind of growing, getting older and doing dance and like, how do you balance that kind of thing of like, yeah, your body is starting to, you can't do the same things that you could do before or whatever, or just like even not even physical. Well, sometimes it's physical. Yeah, it is physical, but like lifestyle changes. So for example, like you just had a baby recently, which congratulations on that as well. Um, so like, yeah, balancing all these things and still doing dance and that kind of thing. How do you do that in your, oh, not how, but like, <laughs> what are, what are some of the things that you either struggle with or you're discovering as you get older and these kind of things? It's funny. Cause like right before this interview, like my shoulders, like really not feeling good right now. And it's like really bugging me. And I'm like, my interview is going to suck. Cause I feel like, so like not a dancer. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah injuries uh i've been injured so much like um <laughs> in my career and i've i've like yeah i've managed to keep on going i i've had to cancel some stuff but um it really you gotta learn how to like work with them i guess work with mm -hmm. your limitations mm -hmm. <laughs> so like for example like I have like uh, stubbed my toe like a long time ago, like ago, and I have arthritis in this joint, and I almost can't dance with shoes now. It hurts to like do this, which is, so like I break barefoot now. I love breaking barefoot, and it works for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't. Um, but yeah, like I I have to like adapt. I wear knee pads a lot. Arthritis mm -hmm. mm -hmm. is. Getting older is like it's a it's really humbling and like the most humbling experience is like just what I've been through like pregnancy and getting back into shape afterwards. Like now I'm seven months postpartum. Mm -hmm. I, at first I was like I want to be back on stage after like four or five months and I was like that was very arrogant of me. Like I, I like chill out and give my body uh, time, but I am forty, so like I think I. Just Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm disciplined enough to get back into it, but I think it's a real test of patience mm -hmm. uh, and accepting, accepting like your limitations. Like, I think I'm flexibility. I'll lose flexibility as I get older. So I think like things like also being interested different. Like I think standing, popping concepts, styles are. Are easier than breaking so like going mm -hmm. into different interests different concepts 
Yeah, like one thing that uh, I was talking with Smooth about this, and he brought it up too. It's like, yeah, the we were talking about physical longevity, but also like mental longevity, and the the ups and downs that you can go through with, say, dance, and you know, especially when you're really young, you're so into it, and you, there's so many possibilities, and you get older, and like, yeah, you know some physical stuff might happen you might get injured or or you just yeah you're just not able to move the same way and sometimes there's like a um you got to realize certain things and accept certain things and accept certain changes and some people are better at that than others and you know and then the other thing too was like the idea of just some people they're whole identity their entire identity is like tied to dance which is like that's fine right um but when say they get injured and i don't know if this has happened with you or not i think probably every dancer to an extent has had this happen where if you get injured and or you just there's some say global pandemic that allows that forces people to not really be able to dance like or at least dance the way they want to or whatever like it crumbles a lot of some people's worlds of like well what do i do now i can't do this anymore who am i as a person <laughs> or something like that but like when i got when i tore my Achilles, i was just like who right am I? yeah yeah but i think it's important to like have other interests too and like i think mm where I'm going with my company is that I, I really am trying to develop my craft as a choreographer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a, and not being on stage. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing is yeah. dancers is like, okay, well, how do you give yourself longevity? Like, where do you go when you can't perform anymore? Like, if you haven't developed these things like say choreography or uh you know learning about i don't know whatever it is like if you're heavy into government grants maybe that's a thing a path that you yeah. go into or something like that you know but like yeah. it's something that well i i don't know i kind of feel like yeah you know people can move however long People can move for an incredibly long time, most likely, uh, but it's and just it's like, and yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the question of like, yeah, why are you moving? Why are you dancing? Changes a lot, and that can really affect like your, yeah, your motivations of what you're doing, why you're doing the dance, and that kind of thing. And you know if you're okay with yeah okay uh, maybe my movement now is not good enough for the stage or something like that it's or it's not good enough to win this competition but i still like dancing and maybe i don't do dance as like my career or something like that it just shifts into something else mm -hmm. but like you know i still want to move but my reason for moving has changed has shifted now okay. yeah I don't know what I was trying to say there, but <laughs> start, you know, like circling out of the scene or whatever, but just stop. That's fine, maybe. Yeah. 
I guess, yeah, part of it, what I was getting at was like that back to that mental longevity. Because you see it a lot with people, they just kind of like stop dancing. I see it a lot in with like my friends from Japan. And, you know, and I hear it a lot with just the lifestyle here. It's like when they're young, they practice super hard and they go and travel or whatever. And then a lot of times they come back to Japan and then kind of like real life starts and they get a job and then they kind of just stop dancing completely yeah. or they, they yeah and like it happens everywhere but I've just from the Japanese sort of lifestyle work is super hard and like if you're not married by kind of 30 you're kind of a weirdo <laughs> or something more so for girls I think but yeah yeah I heard the name for women unmarried girls is trash or something. yeah it's like a fairy I don't know I think that happens in China too yeah anyway but uh, yeah like it's really common for people just kind of like all right um, I'm just gonna stop that like give up dancing and I just don't do it anymore even if maybe they really want to yeah, yeah I guess for some I guess it's not the hobby at the time to yeah yeah well I guess that's where I'm getting that was like your reason for why you dance and how it will change how you dance so if you're just yeah. doing if you've if you've given up that idea of like well I'm not going to win these competitions or I'm not going to be Red Bull BC one kind of person or whatever or I'm not going to even be in a stage on stage like and start my own company but I still want to move it's like you can find five minutes or something here and there to just I like think so. yeah right <clears throat> yeah and I guarantee that would be super therapeutic for a lot of people of like all right five minutes stress relief would just let go and this kind of thing forget about everything yeah. hmm. that's another thing that I want to come back to you. I don't know if you had something that you wanted to add before I cut you off. Um, but yeah, it's kind of coming back to sort of the raves, but also yeah, just what we were talking about with you know duos or or you know when we talk about conversations in dance or these kind of things of like the idea of just being in the moment and letting things happen and letting things just flow and create like without necessarily consciously trying to make it happen um, and like I noticed that a lot in your dance because you do you share some of these little freestyle kind of things and um, I was always blown away at like the kind of movement that you come up with in these little freestyle things and um, maybe yeah can you just talk a little bit about your mentality it's towards that thing. I guess yeah yeah um, I'm not always like sometimes I, I'm really in my head though like I watch myself in these because obviously I'm filming myself mm -hmm. yeah sometimes there's a mirror or whatever and I'm trying to do something interesting so I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be in my head and then I'll snap out of it and go back to the that flow that meditation where you're not planning anything 
Um, so yeah, there's like a, I'm always going through these, mm -hmm. these freestyles, solo really cerebral kind of like math geometry kind of like. yeah but I, <laughs> or like plan to do something because i've been trying to like recently just get my breaking back on back here like especially my faster things because my ligaments are super loose from pregnancy so i'm just trying to get some get down some go downs some dynamic stuff in there with like super like Mm -hmm. complex uh, mm -hmm. yeah so yeah you sometimes like especially with breaking because when i break actually when i battle like i i plan mm. i have sets right? yeah because yeah. <laughs> like, like breaking is so for me breaking is it's really difficult <laughs> it's like yeah like, it's, i get injured if i like would really really like go and freestyle like i can freestyle breaking but when i would do battles i kind of plan the big mm -hmm. yeah that's true for a lot of b-boys yeah i think so um, it's really nice though when you get to that point where you just let the creativity just like flow through like, yeah yeah <laughs> but i kind of almost think you know even sometimes like you said sometimes you're really in your head and you're really thinking about this detail or or how to move this kind of thing whatever but it's like that can even be part of the flow of like you've decided to go there's this thing that's interesting this idea that's interesting and you're you're exploring it really deeply maybe and but i think like if you're really in that that kind of you're still creating like in the moment and it's just knowing again like when to let the idea go like all right it's yeah. run its course and now i'm like trying to make it work when it's not yeah. working anymore or i have no juice left yeah and like that stuff I has always been really interesting to me and i think it's it's it works best when you have you're dancing exchanging with someone or you're dancing with someone mm -hmm. Um, I think alone is, is quite difficult. So yeah. When you're having a conversation, an exchange, or you're dancing, you're doing like partner contact, whatever, like back mm -hmm. and forth with someone, like you're really like, yeah. aware and listening. Yeah. Well, like, I think that's that's a big thing. What which sucks about the current time where you can't. It's hard yeah. to practice with people. But I think even you know. Like a conversation is a good example. Like you say something and maybe it's something that I might have been thinking about it, but it's not exactly how I was thinking about it. So you're saying something and you're giving me new ideas or new perspectives and that's making me think about something new. And then that makes me want to say something else new. And then that's making you think, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Or now this is a completely new ground where Whereas if I had started at the same point just by myself or you by yourself, you would have gone in a completely different direction. I would have gone this way, or maybe we would have gone the same way, but who knows. But because of this back and forth of new ideas or this thought make you think of this new thing and then you put that forth and that brings a new idea out of this person. And like, yeah. I really think every, like 
you dance with one dancer and another like something different they're gonna bring something different mm -hmm. out of you mm -hmm. and i think it's, it's really important to dance with different people too I think. yeah 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 that was like my whole reasoning for wanting to learn just different ways of moving it's like it exposes you to a different way of moving and even if you take it back to whatever your core is like your 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 base so for me it's like breaking but like being exposed to a bunch of the poppers in vancouver made me think about certain things and what what if i took this like you know like a wave and it's tracing but i i'm on and doing footwork so i can't use my hands what if i use my leg to do it on my other leg or something like that or yeah. you know that's always like the most interesting stuff is like how does this thing that shouldn't belong work in this place that and you have these rules of how it's supposed to go so how do you make that work in this world yeah yeah and you guys your your group definitely does a great job of that i think of like yeah blending this thing into this world or <laughs> kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really fun like we like teaching everywhere we teach like uh there's always like a really diverse um diverse group of dancers like we get vulgars sometimes we get jazz dancers mm -hmm. crumpers whatever and like how to see how they they um my mommy brain is <laughs> it's getting like um how yeah. they adapt concepts to their style mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah i think that's that's something that again like everyone everyone should do that everyone should experiment everyone should explore and just even like like we've talked about just it's not about just exploring movement but just like knowing your body and being aware of your body and how it moves and what what is there available to use and that kind of thing and the more movement you know the more possibilities there are and the more like easier it is to get into this new area that you thought you couldn't get to or something like that if you well you know Alon can talk to you for hours about that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get the other half of of the original tentacle tribe on here some <clears throat> sometime in the future. Um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll wrap things up for now. Cool, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, it was it was really good getting to hear your your story too. I think that's for me. That's always the most interesting thing. Is like how did these people get into it? Or yeah, I like you know histories and oh yeah one thing yeah. that i wanted to ask maybe, maybe this can be the last thing is like where does the name cleopatra come from uh, that's not that interesting the story but that's fine <laughs> but uh like uh well i named myself that's the ultimate really sin and i at the beginning like i i watched a lot of wiggles and wiggles used to like do a lot of like tuts and then mm -hmm. get down. Mm -hmm. so, boy, like fixing all things, everything. And so I would go like I'd have these like little cutting routines and like, mm -hmm. and I had bangs. So I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I play that. That's 
and then it stuck like I really didn't like it and then and when I lived in Vegas I I started doing a lot of like wormy kind of like so I, I my name is Manu Emmanuel Manu so someone called me Manoodle <laughs> so I wanted to be called Manoodle and when I came back to Canada everyone was like Cleo Cleo they just stuck so I kept Cleopatra but you gave that name to yourself I did originally oh that's fine <laughs> hey even uh, as far as I know like one of the most famous b-boys like Wicket he gave himself that name Oh, yeah, because yeah, he liked Star Wars and he, he liked the, thought it was a cool name. As far as I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, who cares? Just give you, name yourself whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's good to hear that little story. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah, just taking the time. I know you're, you're busy with family life now. And <laughs> yeah. um, so I really appreciate it even more that you took the time to, to do this and share right. your story. And I hope people watching and listening, they got some stuff out of this or they're inspired to try some new styles and or they're inspired to check out your your work and yeah, you know, with your company and really incredible stuff. So definitely everyone check that out. Do you have any last things you want to say? No, no I pressure. Mean, I like having me, Dean, like it's really, it was really a great conversation and um, all the places like I said a lot but I mean you're also I watch your little get downs and research in your living room and it's always nice to see where you go with your, your dance thank you appreciate it I encourage everyone to do that <laughs> uh, yeah so thanks again and thanks everybody for listening and watching and we'll catch you next time peace Thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash razzyf2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash razzyf2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace.